What's up, Sheepdogs? This is your host, Zachary Salazar, and we're here to continue building a strong veteran and first responder community that strives for success. Whether you're looking to start a business, lead a team, or hang out with like-minded people, this is the place for you. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Sheepdog Society. What's up, guys? And once again, welcome to the Sheepdog Society. I'm your host, Zachary Salazar, and today we're going to be talking about what is the Sheepdog Society. I'm going to introduce myself, and we're going to talk about what this show is going to be and what type of uh, community we're building here and what we're going to be doing. So to start off, I just want to say thank you very much for tuning in. I'm extremely honored to have you as a listener um, and very excited to be doing this and getting this off the ground. This has been in planning now for quite a long time, so this is a very exciting event for me, and I'm, I'm hoping you guys are excited to listen to. So to start off with who I am, uh, again, my name is Zachary Salazar. Um, born and raised in Miami, Florida here. Went to John A. Ferguson Senior High for anybody who's uh, from Miami, Florida here. Um, have quite an interesting story about how I got involved with the uh, the military and what happened to me afterwards and, and what led me to uh, essentially want to do this podcast. So, graduated high school in 2011, and I remember very specifically the day that I saw the Marine Corps recruiter. I had been thinking about the military for a while, probably about two, three years, and pretty much knew that that was going to be the path that I took but didn't know exactly what branch or what I wanted to do. I, I was really lost in, in a lot of um, what I wanted to do with my life. You know, I wasn't necessarily great in school, to say the least. Uh, I didn't find any real connection to anything. You know, I was in the marching band. That was about all I had. But I was a young, small, skinny guy with not an ounce of self-confidence or anything. But I knew that I wanted to be in the military. I wanted something different. I wanted something more out of life. And uh, for a while, I thought about uh, the Air Force. I uh, thought about some different things. Uh, finally, eventually came to my senses. Figured I would join the Marines. Just joking to all you Air Force guys. I love you guys too. But uh, I, I still remember vividly the day that I met the Marine Corps recruiter. I remember when he walked into the class, gave his speech, and I was... Um, I was completely taken back by the professionalism, the look of the uniform, what they talked about, and kind of like the storybook idea of what it was to be a Marine, what, you know, what that was, you know, this like warfighter. And at the time I was, I was such a like wimpy little kid that that idea seemed very nice to me. I thought, you know, well, if I join the Marines that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be more than this little wimpy kid here in, in, in high school. I remember actually going to the office, loving what this guy had to say. If, uh, if all you Marines out there, you remember the little tags that we got, I'm trying to remember exactly what mine were. But I remember the the one that sticks out to me the most is uh, pride of belonging. I wanted to feel like I was a part of something, and that's something that I really hold to this day as a staple of who I am and, and what I'm trying to do. The pride of belonging is a 
is a big thing that I've, I've continued to look for in my life, to, to be a part of something, a part of organization, whether that's your job, what you're doing outside of work, w- with your family. You know, I always carried that pride of belonging as something, as a character trait of mine, and something that I've really always wanted to stay with. I ended up uh, staying in that delayed entry program, which is for all you, uh, the first responders out there that aren't sure what that is, that's when we're waiting to go off to boot camp, essentially. I, I was waiting for a year and a half in the delayed entry program, working out twice a week with the Marines. Eventually became the guide of the uh, delayed entry program, Pool Lees there. That was kind of like a pivotal moment in my life when I became the guide after having been there for a while and being knowledgeable and being able to help and assist some of the other poolies that were maybe newer in how to be a part of that program, how to do well. And I remember feeling that even at a very low level, that leadership felt good. I didn't know why. I didn't know what it was about it that felt good. I just know that being looked at for somebody who can provide assistance or set an example felt good to me. So that kind of remained as a foundation of uh, what I carried out into being in the military as well. Eventually, or finally joined, I should say, in uh, 2012, I went to boot camp in July. Actually went on the day of my birthday, so it was kind of, kind of a great birthday gift there for me, meeting my drill instructors. And let me tell you, I hated it. I had no idea what I'd gotten myself into. I thought that I had made the biggest mistake in my life. I, I tell you what, if I'm being completely honest with you, I think for the first two weeks, I was just thinking about everything I could do to get the heck out of there. I still to this day don't even know what it was that kept me going past that first two weeks. Something stayed with me and I, I was able to finish that uh, finish out boot camp. Finished in, uh, I believe it was October of 2012, and went off to infantry school out in North Carolina, Camp Geiger, Camp Geiger, Camp Lejeune. Then went off to Pensacola for school in the aviation operations field. Eventually served two and a half years in Japan, which was an incredible experience of mine. And then eventually after Japan, I did two years in North Carolina. I was... Not fortunate enough to get the opportunity to deploy overseas. That was something, well, I should say deploy overseas to the Middle East at the time, which was the the conflict that we were mainly involved in. Something that I had always wanted to do, always wanted to be a part of. And sometimes even struggle to this day with not feeling like I was able to complete, you know, my, my job or complete my path in the military because I never had the opportunity. But that's sometimes the way the cards get dealt to you. During my time in the service, I spent primarily my, my MOS, my job field was in within the aviation operations community. Uh, I, I had spent time in, in multiple positions, multiple billets within that field, but arguably the most satisfying experience I've had in the military and the jobs that I'm the most proud of were when I had become a martial arts instructor and then eventually a combat marksmanship coach. I think arguably those are the, that's the most satisfied that I have ever been while I was in the military because that was something that I had connected to personally. It was something that I had done myself. 
set up, you know, set the goal out there to go and achieve these skills, go and achieve these things. And, and it's something I did myself. So I hold those very near and dear to me. You know, growing up, I was not, I was not the type of guy who was interested in, uh, conflict, confrontation. I don't even know what I was thinking joining the Marine Corps, but I won't, uh, name them on the show, but I had a very, very influential leader while I was in Japan who really, really whipped me in shape and put me in a situation to fail in a controlled environment, meaning he had put me in environments where I could succeed or fail based off of my own decisions, but he was always in a position where he could provide the helping hand or the helping advice, or he, he always had the answer of how to be better. He was very interested in leading his Marines and was very, very into uh, talking and being there for his Marines. He was absolutely a Marine's Marine. And hopefully I'll have him here on the podcast one day. So we'll actually be able to talk about him. You'll, you'll be able to hear his story as well. He actually trained me in the Marine Corps martial arts program, which was something that I had not really, um, wanted to do because like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't really into the idea of fighting or, or, or doing any of that. And I remember training with him and I remember hating it. This guy had me showing up at four o'clock in the morning for two hours, we'd be training before, you know, before work started. And he trained me all the way up to black belt in that program, which is uh, countless, countless hours, countless hours of training, uh, of just constant everyday training. And, and little by little, I had started to shape into the individual that I wanted to be. And I think that has to do with the fact that it was always in my head what, what I wanted to be or the, the, the type of character that I, that I wanted to have for myself. But I was always so scared to achieve it. And I thank, thank God that I had this leader in front of me that was able to push me in the right direction to kind of face that adversity and make that of myself. And, and eventually, uh, I think I became pretty, pretty adept at uh, the idea of, of physical confrontation and altercation and, and, and began to kind of enjoy that martial arts atmosphere really gave me a sense of, um, confidence in myself and helped me build the foundation. I think of what kind of carried me through the military, that the character traits that I gathered from that, uh, really set the tone for who I was as a leader in the Marine Corps. When I had finally gotten a black belt with him, uh, I actually, started helping him train. So they, they, they called me a black belt advisor because at the time I wasn't technically an instructor. I was still a Lance corporal and was assisting in the training programs for the base and had trained well over a hundred Marines at the time. Um, in many, many hours of training had been a part of many training events. And it was a very, very satisfying experience for me. Met a lot of great Marines while doing that was able to lead a lot of incredible Marines and work with a lot of incredible leaders. Fast forward later in my time in North Carolina, I also had the opportunity to become a combat marksmanship coach and spent a year out on the range. Uh, spent most of my time actually training with the M16A4 service rifle and the M9 service pistol at the time on small arms manipulation and firing skills at the various courses of fire that we have in the Marine Corps for qualification. 
and uh, was able to get really good at that too because that was what I was doing day in and day out at the time. I mean, in my time in the Marine Corps, I've made incredible friends. I've led incredible Marines and learned from incredible leaders alike. And all of these things kind of combined in my five years of service, my, my short time of service, have given me an extreme level of appreciation for the wonderful men and women that exist within our community. Thank you for everything that you do. That's not to say, though, that all of my experience was with some happy times. I've had a lot of regrets. I've had a lot of horrible times. I've had a lot of ups and downs. I've lost some friends along the way. And I'm hoping that as we get involved with this, you know, we can, we can make a strong impact in that fight against um, some of that self-conflict, some of that conflict within ourselves sometimes that, that exists uh, very prevalent within our groups. We, we should be talking about it. We should be reaching out. We should be helping each other because that's, that's what's going to help us. The love between us and what we share together through our experiences is what's going to help us in life continuing to move forward and continuing to do well and hopefully uh, dwindle that number down from that 22, 22 a day. I got out of the Marine Corps in 2017 and have, again, been through ups and downs. I, I tell you what, when I had gotten out of the Marine Corps, that was probably harder than joining the military. I had finally become the man that I had set out to be, what I wanted to be for myself, and then was immediately thrusted into an environment that is more difficult to adapt to than joining the military in the first place. Getting out of the Marine Corps was the scariest experience in my life. And I remember I had some family members telling me that, you know, you're going to get out, you, you might have to eat a little bit of dirt and, and, and figure your life out, but uh, it's going to be good. And sure enough, it, it has been. I, I, had the, I think I had the wrong idea of what life was going to be when I got out. Up until that point, I just thought that, you know, you get a good job, good benefits, and... On my off time, I would just party or do whatever came to mind for that day and uh, ended up taking a job that paid well, but it was an extremely stressful environment, made me work a lot of hours and was very difficult and that put me in a, in a bad spot and I worked there for, for a few years in a bad spot and, and had a really big disconnect you know, I had lost a big part of who I was and, and, and didn't know what path I was walking. I didn't understand what I was going to be doing in my life. I'd spend a lot of time meditating and wondering, you know, what is, what's going on with my life, what we're doing. A little bit of a quarter-life crisis, I guess, when I got out because I got out, I was 24 years old. In, in that time, I had met a lot of veterans in my, my local community here in, in South Florida. And I started to realize something that a lot of us have very similar thoughts. We, we have very, there's, there's a common denominator with a lot of people in the veteran community when they get out and they, there's this like loss of connection and this, this massive sense of wanting to have that brotherhood back or that connection back with your guys or with, with your team. It's something that we struggle with. And I, and I, you know, I was seeing so many veterans that just weren't happy with what they were doing. And, and to be quite honest, when I would ask them what plan they had or what they were going to be doing, a lot of them, a lot of them didn't know. A lot of them didn't know. I was very concerned about 
how I could help these people and, and, and be a part of something which ultimately has led me to this. I wanted to be a part of changing the direction that the veteran community has, first responder community as well, the sheepdogs of our society. I knew that I wanted to be a part of that and helping us grow and build back this sense of community so that we can continue on our path towards success and keep moving forward. So what is the Sheepdog Society? All right, well, the Sheepdog Society is essentially going to be a community that I'm hoping is engaging and growing and dynamic with its, its listener base and its user base and the, the people that are involved with this community. This community is designed to create a foundation for future success. Again, whether you're a veteran, active duty, first responder, EMS, anything. Our goal is to continue to inspire success and share stories of triumph in and out of uniform. I want to help you start your business. If you're leading a team, or really if you just want to hang out and shoot the shit with people of, of, a, of a like mind, uh, there's going to be a lot of very amazing guests, very amazing people, amazing minds that we're going to be interviewing, whether it's philosophy, current events, uh, or very specific things talking about building a business. And we're also just going to have shows where we're hanging out and again, shooting the shit. I plan on having a wide variety of uh, content in this show, and I'm very, very excited to bring this to you. It's been something that's been in, in the works now for a while. So the Sheepdog Society comes from a quote from Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, who's a retired Army Lieutenant Colonel, and expresses in a book that he wrote a conversation that he had with an old retired Vietnam Colonel. And in that book, he wrote, If you have no capacity for violence, then you're a healthy, productive citizen, a sheep. If you have a capacity for violence and no empathy for your fellow citizens, then you have defined an aggressive sociopath or a wolf. But what if you have a capacity for violence and a deep love for your fellow citizens? Then you're a sheepdog, a warrior, someone who is walking in the hero's path, someone who can walk in the heart of darkness into the universal human phobia and walk out unscathed. Now, that's something that has stuck with me for quite a long time. I've, I've meditated over that and, and I kind of want to add my own thoughts to that as well because I think it's a common thought process to think that we always come out unscathed and to be honest um, I don't think that's always the case I think a lot of us crash and burn sometimes I think we get cuts and scrapes and bruises I think what makes us different is we always get back up again every single time everybody within our community whether you're EMS fire police a veteran in the military, we get back up. We deal with constant hardships. We look at the face of adversity. And in the fear of the unknown, we always walk in headfirst. And this is something we preach for other people of our community as well. We truly are the sheepdogs of our society. And you should be very proud to feel that. You should be very proud to consider yourself a sheepdog. The other thing is that sometimes every now and then, even the sheepdogs need their own sheepdogs. To help each other out. And what I mean by that is exactly that. You know, we need to be here for each other to help each other out because that's how we continue moving forward. 
And with that being said, thanks for tuning in. I'm very excited to see where this journey is going to be taking us. Stay tuned for next episode. We're going to be posting bi-weekly. Our next episode, we have a very important guest on, TJ, the owner of Alexander PCs, Army veteran and successful business owner. Until next time, she talks.